0: LeBron's not happy in L.A., you know, would we take him back?
1: The Joe Podcast is a brand new sponsor, and it is Dating Assassins. Have a first date coming up and have no idea what you're going to talk about? Well, Dating Assassins has you covered. With over 100 cards and 100 questions, you'll never have a boring date ever again. You'll make things funny, interesting, and even a little bit spicy. So get yours today linked in the description below enjoy the show. And I'm, I'm a big NBA guy too. And I I look at it the same way, you know, growing up, you know, those Cavs teams, you know, like you just don't like, you just don't see, you know, teams can't get to the finals the way that LeBron did back in 07. Or, you know, uh, even though they didn't go to the finals, you know, LeBron's second to last year's first MVP year, a team with LeBron and a bunch of other guys aren't winning 66 games. I don't care how good even if you just put that version of LeBron out there again and you're like oh man you know you look at those Cavs teams and you know you're you're, you're worried about the, the the second LeBron run it's like oh they used to give up this amount of points it's just like the level of talent the three-point shooting the analytics the game the rules everything is just so much different the blueprint is so much different you know you used, used to giving up a hundred points you know uh if you keep, it, you know, used to have a handful of teams keeping teams throughout an entire regular season under a hundred points. And now, you know, you watch those 2017 NBA finals and it seemed like the Warriors and Cavs were right around hundred points apiece at the end of three quarters in the NBA finals. It's, uh, you know, just the way things have changed, you know, across this, specifically those two sports is just, uh, unbelievable. The rules, the blueprint, everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joe. Like, I follow the Cavs too. I'm a Cavs fan. Okay, so we can we can we can agree on that. Um, I want to ask you though: Do you like the direction the NBA is heading, or or do you not like it? Because I think there's two. Like, what I don't know. Like, people kind of the game
1: is is, the way that the 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 player empowerment. What do you what What do you kind of? Everything. I guess
0: there, there are a lot of different, cause you're right. There's a player empowerment thing becoming yeah. more like star driven kind of diva vibe coming right. in the NBA.
1: Cause you look back at what LeBron did leaving in free agency is, is, is so mild. And I mean, it's not anything it's, it's not mild. No. It's just nothing compared to guys being like, oh, well, I don't really want to be here, but I'm going to take the contract and we'll just figure it out. I mean, we're, we're going to see more. That's going to be customary if, if it if it continues on this trend. Guys are going to sign their their four year with a fifth year t- uh, player option, you know, super max, and then the day after, immediately ask for a trade. It's it's crazy. We see guys asking for trades with more and more on their contract. It used to be okay. It was a little weird when the first wave of guys were asking for trades with one year left on their contract, stars, and now. Those guys with three, four years that just got traded or just came to this new team in free agency, Durant. We've seen it with Harden, Kyrie. Uh, I mean, it, it makes the decision in LeBron leaving in free agency and and and, and, and continuing out his full contract look like nothing. When in the moment, it was like this guy's Benedict Arnold, burn him through and carry him through down West Fort, down you know Euclid, you know, for everyone to throw garbage, at, throw tomatoes at him in the street of Cleveland. It's unbelievable.
0: That was so amazing. I just remember back in what was it? 2010 or 2011. 2010. Um, I was like crying my eyes yes. out when like LeBron left. Nowadays, when you have a star player come to your team, you like are completely used to the idea of like, Oh, like he could totally request a trade. Like after the season, like, yeah, it's just like little, like everyone's just like trading like star pieces around and yep. it's like, okay. And As we know, the Cavs are trying to build from like the draft and young talent, way different from what it seems to have taken, like to actually win NBA finals. Now it's seeming like you've got to get that star that gets traded to your team or you sign it for agency. Cleveland
1: has to do that because now that they don't have LeBron, they aren't going to. I mean, even with LeBron, it was tough to bring in star guys. Now, with LeBron in Cleveland, you could bring in the Richard Jeffersons and get those veterans that, you know, want to win a title. You could get them to come in. But You know, without without being able to trade for Kevin Love and without Kyrie Irving already being there, Cleveland wouldn't have really been that serious serious of an option for LeBron. But he sees those pathways, and you know, you're you're right. You know, a team like Cleveland has to build through the draft. Hopefully, they get a star through the draft. Uh, Ryan Russell always makes a great point. You know, and I think it's really specific to teams like Cleveland when you're drafting, and you're not very good, you and you're at the top of the draft. You do not draft for fit. You draft the best player. Yes, you know, hundred percent. And I, I agree with that so much. People were like, "Oh, Cleveland has Sexton. Why would they take Garland?" Hey, that worked. That seemed to work out. And I still hope they keep Sexton. I think Sexton could have a really good role on the Cavs. But you know, they're not looking at. Our, we already have a, a you know a guy that's that's smaller. Like we're not going to take Garland. Well, Garland's the best player available at five or wherever they took him. You take him and hope that one of those guys lands. And it did. And it did. Yeah,
0: because you, you just need a superstar at their position. You're not trying to just fit the right piece, because right now the Cavs, like, they just need stud stars. They don't need, like, a plug-and-play guy that's going to fit the right missing piece. No. They, you know, because if you do that, you're going to miss on a lot of your top picks, right. and, then, then, and then you're just going to always be rebuilding.
1: And And that's why, you know, when they had the 14th pick this year, I thought they made a great pick. I thought he was – you know, th- that is a little bit more of a fit pick, but he's also a very good player and something that the Cavs needed. They, they they need a guy that can play defense, that's athletic. And, you know, he's kind of, you know, his build and body and size is kind of a Coro, but the difference is he can shoot.
0: And that's he, he can of, shoot. He can and shoot the three, which is which is nice.
1: Need that so beyond bad. I can't even describe how badly they need that. So uh, So, yeah, I mean, when you're at the top there, you just have to acquire talent and and again it used to be when the game was slower oh there's only one ball there's still only one ball but it's just like get as many shot creators and distributors like as possible look at what the mavericks did how'd the mavericks get to the western conference finals that's true you know back at like 10 years ago oh there's only one ball you can't have luca and brunson all these you know all these other guys it's just like no, you need as many guys that can get theirs and create for others and create and bring attention to them as possible. I no. totally agree. I mean, look at the Cavs this year. When Rubio got, went down, Sexton went down, there was no one on that team that could consistently get their own shot and initiate offense except for Garland.
0: Yeah, and Garland, I mean, well, because then they had to trade for uh, Karis LeBurke. Right. Right. They had to
1: trade for Levert. I, I don't think there was enough. I like Levert. I just don't think there was enough time for him to really fit in. We saw some pretty good flashes in that play play in game against Atlanta, but when Garland's playing all those minutes and you saw when the Cavs kind of fell off, it was, and you look at that playoff game, it gets down to the last four minutes and the game slows down and it's in the half court and Garland looks good the entire game. And this is nothing against Garland, but when he's the only guy that can do it, even the worst defensive teams can, can, uh, you know, make, make you, you know, be like the steel curtain out there when you, when you can really just focus in on one guy and the game slows down. Um, and the, and when you throw it to somebody else, it either has to be a catch and shoot or an alley-oop. Otherwise it's not, you, there's no guy that can rescue possession out there except for Garland for that. That's how the Cavs season kind of ended the way that it did when they're, a game out of first place in February, and they end up yeah. not even making the playoffs and losing two games in a play That's how that happened. One hundred percent.
0: Like I, I love talking about the Cavs because I'm like Joe knows his stuff about Cavalier basketball. I love it. Now I, I do it. have one question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are mm-hmm. spec. They're thinking, okay, LeBron's not happy in LA. You know, would we take him back?
1: Give yes. Me the Joe
0: opinion. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because you could argue the Cavs are finally in a spot where they could build a roster post LeBron. Yes. They finally have the pieces. Could you argue that why mess that up with bringing in
1: LeBron? True. I'm just such a nostalgia. Like, it'd be, you know, nostalgia for the third time. But also, I'm just like, you know, if if it was, and I love Laurie Marketing, but if it was LeBron instead of Laurie Marketing, I mean, it would be, it would well, be Cavs, hard.
0: Cavs, Cavs are finals contender right away. Probably, I think, I think would win, to be honest.
1: They they could win. And I see, you know, LeBron, if he needs to, and, and and what I like is too, you have a team that's played without LeBron that can win without LeBron. And if he were to come in now, I don't know what you'd have to give up or, you know, whether, you know, when I, the Lakers would never trade him, but, you know, you'd have to move some money around uh, to be able to to bring him in if he was a free agent, you know, but this team can win without LeBron. So during the regular season, when LeBron's got to take time off or he's got to coast or whatever, LeBron doesn't have to be. I mean, even think about this, that second run with LeBron, if LeBron wasn't playing that night, and even if they had everybody else, including Kyrie, it'd be like, oh, this is tough to watch. It, it's crazy. That. How, how wild it was you just take away LeBron for a regular season game and they could be playing whoever I'm not talking about you know he's sitting out against the Warriors or whatever I'm talking about the the Kings at home or whoever it doesn't matter and it's like my god you have all these guys all these shooters Kyrie Irving Kevin Love no LeBron it's like would this team even win 20 games it, it, that's yeah. how it looked and um you know, with this team, if LeBron was out or if he was on the bench or whatever, hey, Garland's got us. Mobley, yeah. Allen, they can play defense. They can fly around. And LeBron can be that decision maker. He can play more off the ball because he can trust guys. He can trust Garland. Um, so, you know, I, I would take him. You know, I, I grew up going to Cavs games. My dad's work, they just canceled him. But he had his dad, my dad's work had season tickets since the first year they went to the finals, 06, 07. Oh, man. So I've been to a ton of games, playoff games, finals games. Um, I love the Cavs. They are my favorite sports team of all time. Um, I would take it back because why the hell not? Because I know, I mean, Cleveland during those finals years feels like Columbus on like when uh, college games day, college game days there. It is I like a college town because the weather's nice, there's music you know, your teams in the finals, that team that, you know, that town is a football town, but it more, even more so is a sports town
0: sports town. 1000%.
1: I mean, it feels, I remember being down there in June for finals games and we're out there eating and it just, it feels like a college town on a game day, like a real, real college town on a game day, you know, big 10 sec college town. And it's i I'd take it back because they'd be good. They're missing, you know, a, a a wing that can create and score, and I think it'd be awesome. Why the hell not? And two, you can never like if you have a chance to get a ring
0: now, you yes. can't pass it up. You can't pass it up. Never. And if LeBron could come in right now and get another few rings, or even have a chance at one more, the Cavs need to take that opportunity. I think. But I'm with you. Um, I, I, and LeBron's just fun. He's fun to watch. Come on. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. And I mean, speaking of missing your window, look at my adopted team sons. Oh, the sons. Yep. That's it. They missed it. They are in control last year. They're up 2 0. They lose four straight games. And two of those games, there are a few of those games, the one at home where Giannis had that alley-oop at the end where Booker got it stolen from him and the game before on the road. They really blew a chance there to not get one of those unbelievable. And this year you look at it, they have the best regular season. And now it's looking like, well, for the money, we don't see the the value in Aiton for the contract that someone's going to pay him and we don't want it to be us. And it doesn't look like we can get it done with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Maybe one more guy, or maybe, excuse me, maybe we kind of have to start over. The Suns missed their window.
0: It's kind of like, really... the, did, did, would you say it's kind of like the Jazz too, how they're trading away all their pieces now? Like, yeah, they're just... you know,
1: I never saw them as a, as serious of a threat as Phoenix. I get they, that. They, they never got close to, to a finals, but yeah, the, the Jazz have kind of decided you're right. They're at the, they're at that point too, where it's just like, I think we've kind of gotten as far as we can with, with these guys. I mean, I've even seen reports that the Cavs, you know, and jazz are apparently in talks for a Sexton, uh, uh, Mike Conley deal or something like that, or a sign and trade. It would have to be. Um, so yeah, the, the jazz are looking to, to unload for, for sure that they weren't as serious as a threat as Phoenix. Um, but hundred percent, I think they've they've uh, they've kind of hit a wall here that w- we've gone as far as we can go. I mean, they've already gotten rid of Gobert. so that I mean that's that's the start of it.
0: Totally, totally. I um, yeah, I I to follow ever since the Cavs like once they had their little spell where they weren't as good when LeBron left. You know, yeah. I feel like when the Cavs are good, I follow the NBA closer. I mean, the Cavs are bad. Yep. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little fair weather when it comes to the Cavs with NBA. Yeah, uh, but I think it's built in in the fact that there's just a lot of games and yeah. you got to really be into it, you know? And yeah. Joe, you watch every game. It seems like
1: I, I watch, I watch a lot of games, even when they were bad. I mean, I probably definitely watch the majority of 70 plus game. And that's, that's usual for me. I love, I love the calves. I, I do. Awesome. I mean, I got, I mean, I got a Jetty Osmond Jersey. I got a Kevin Love <laughs> Jersey. I got a, Matthew Della Vadova, jersey back here. Oh, I mean, I'm Delhi. I got a Jr. Smith jersey around here somewhere. So I mean, the the I mean, that's like what I think about growing up, my brother and I were so busy with sports. And really the only thing that we got to do as a family together is when all four of us, my mom, my dad, and my little brother, we would go to Cavs games. And like that was a part of my entire experience growing up. And the fact that it went away. And then it came back, and I was 16 years old. I was getting ready to start my junior year in high school, and I remember being there for LeBron's first game back against the Knicks, and it was like, it was magical. Like I was that's like, that's perfect
0: timing for him to oh, come back.
1: Oh, for it you. was so perfect. You know that run; yeah. they won the title. You know that they won the title. Game seven was the day after my graduation party from high school. Oh, that's so good. So you good. know Father's Day, all that stuff, and then I, you know, then he's there through my sophomore year in college, where I have. All the time in the world to just watch basketball. So, I mean, it was, uh, it, it was, it really was the perfect timing. You know, I, I had the, my superhero was LeBron because he played like a superhero, you know, with those, those young legs and those, those teams where it was like him and, you know, they had so much fun. And that was my experience being eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. And then it goes away. And then it came back at the perfect time. It was, yeah, so. And then forever, the Cavs are, I love the Cavs.
0: Well, and forever, too, you're going to be, you're going to have, I mean, tell me you're a big Andy Vergeau fan. Come on. Oh, yeah, right. I had it. I okay, had the good.
1: wig. I had an old Andy bear I mean, when he, okay. I mean, God, when he, they, they I, I still can't believe this. You know, they brought him back last year, and he played, like, two games is basically like you know, I remember that. I almost forgot that that happened, which was so weird. And, you know, he's just out. And there's this Andy. His hair's flopping around. He's grabbing rebounds. You know, he's just he's just a menace, man.
0: That's so good. That's yeah, so good. I love,
1: I love Andy. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm, you know, still – I got my road-tripping shirt. has, you know, Channing and RJ's face on it here somewhere. Yes. And those guys are the best. I mean, they're – They are. Those guys played – Two years in Cleveland and they are forever legends in Cleveland. Like that's just how, that's just how cool and special that whole collection of guys were. And, you know, I see those pictures from Kevin Love's wedding and they're all there. I mean, that 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 was so cool. I mean, Channing uh, Channing and RJ are the MCs. I mean, that's, that's so cool that like you have a team that was as close and they loved each other as much as it felt like, the fans and the community loved them, which is very, very rare. Yeah. And they happened to win a title. And in
0: the most eventful way down three, one, I mean, come on, you Perfect. cannot script it up any better. No, like you could
1: not. No. I mean, three, one against oh. that team hometown hero. I mean, it would just like, and that's the thing too, with these new age calves, I love them, but I will just never get the feeling that I did. So I I went to uh game six in 2016 where curry chucked his mouthpiece oh yeah that game is the loudest i haven't been to concerts and stuff but i don't care it's still louder that was the loudest environment i have I'm ever jealous. been in they, they made the switch to those you know short sleeve black jerseys they switched up the giveaway shirts They it was yep. a blackout every single person was standing the entire game you know, the, the PA announcer is announcing the Warriors lineups and you can't hear it. Literally people in the crowd are chanting, let's go Cavs drowning out the, the, the PA announcer noise. It was oh, so dude. loud in there. And you got the, the coolest thing at the end, you wouldn't have seen this on TV. This is a little behind the scenes when, um, so LeBron, right. He blocks Curry and he kind of, yep. you know, that, that famous thing he's looking back and talking at him. Right. And it kind of yep. cuts to a highlight or whatever. Um, And there was a, I don't know if it was a TV timeout or if, if one of the teams took a timeout, but LeBron starts to walk back towards the bench. Right. And then he walks back out kind of towards the three point line and just does like a quick stare down to the crowd, then walks back just like as an extra thing. And LeBron's one, like the, that guy that, and he picked and chooses places more his second run around, but plays off a home crowd more specifically the Cleveland crowd. Then I, then pretty much any other athlete that I've, I've seen, I've seen LeBron do it more because I watch a bunch of Cavs games, but the way that he plays off the Cleveland crowd, you know, just stuff like that. was just so, so cool. And then at the end of the game, you know, they're, you know, it's towards the end, they're dribbling out the clock. They show Kyrie up on the jumbotron and he's on the bench. He doesn't realize he's up there and everyone starts cheering and stuff. And he looks up and sees himself and he just, <laughs> holds up seven fingers for game seven is a little acknowledgement. Oh. and why that's ha- why we're dribbling out the clock the entire crowd is chanting see you sunday dun, 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 dun. oh see dude you. and then I, the oh. cherry on, before before i let you talk the, the cherry on top at the end on the jumbotron they played the jake taylor clip from major league there's only one thing left to do when the whole bleepin thing and it was like Holy shit! Like, let's play the game right now. (laughs) I'm getting the chills right
0: now. I'm getting the chills even thinking about it.
1: It (laughs) it gives me chills. And then you step out of the stadium, and and you're and once you kind of come down off of that, you realize, holy shit, my ears are ringing. My neck was so stiff. It was, it was an experience. It did not feel like you were at a. It felt like you were back at you know the uh, the uh, at the Coliseum. It was like a war. I mean, it was a That's battle. So good. It was the warriors against the Cavs and against all of us. Like when they say you got to play, you know, the sixth man, whatever. It was so true that night. It, it, it went from an expression to re it was real.
0: All right. Bring Braun back. We need him back. Come That's on. what I'm
1: saying. That's my, all pitch. right.
0: We need this again. Come on. We need to relive. The- I mean, we never will be able to, but yeah. I think we need him back. Let's, let's bring him back. Let's bring Come Cavs back. basketball. Because um, I bet you, I mean, I never actually went up to Cleveland during that. Like, because you said you went to game six. Yeah. Like, did you go to the parade too? Yes.
1: Dude, I can, no parade will ever rival that parade. It was unreal. So hot. Didn't matter. It took four hours longer than it was supposed to. Did not matter. And it was all worth it. Followed them all the way through, took a little lunch break in there, went, you know, down there by the uh, by the water where they had it. We had the stage set up, watched all the speeches. Perfection.
0: Perfection, man. Oh, that's so good. That was the best.
1: What a wild summer in Cleveland. They had the uh, the Republican National Convention that year too. shortly after. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: I forgot about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a politics guy, but that, what a weird, like, they had the championship, and I think within, like, two weeks, they had that, which is insane. Dang. Yeah. That is insane. A wild summer. Cl- so you had a, a title, you had your game six, a game seven watch party, a parade, and then that. A wild, like, three, like two and a half weeks. A wild and, two and a half weeks.
0: And I would say two also just, like, perfect time during the summer, because like, yes. that is like, there's not a ton of other things going on, especially in nope. like sports and entertainment during the summer. So yeah. like that was the perfect time for it to happen. Like, cause you know, no overshadowing by NFL, nope. like, no, like, like, I mean, no, no Olympics that year. Like it right. was just, it was perfect.
1: Yeah. And then, and then the tribe, and then all of a sudden, you know, people were like, okay, done spending my money on the calves. They're done for this year. And the tribe ended up going on a run. So, I mean, it was God, what I would do to, to get back oh. to that. I,
0: that was that the, was the year after the cut. Was that the Cubs Indians here?
1: That, yeah. So that, you know, they were in June, you know, and then that following October, you know, that coming October is when uh, into November is when the world series was.
0: Wow. Oh. I totally forgot that that was going to be like in the same, like, like year.
1: Yeah. Cause my dad, my dad went to. Um, uh, the Cavs opener against the Knicks that year when they got their rings. And I was in my freshman year out here at Arizona State. Yeah. And then right across, I mean, you've been up there. You know how close the, the Jake and the Q are. I mean, they're yep. right there. And across the street that same night was game one of the World Series. Same night. You, the Cavs won. They got their rings. They won. Dan Gilbert moved the game up so that, you know, a little bit better timing with baseball. And then the Indians won like six to nothing.
0: Fish. That, that Dude, was peak. crazy.
1: I think that was one of the peak Cleveland days, nights of all time.
0: Oh, I mean, Cleveland Cleveland sports are going to be, like, changed forever by that, yes. that stretch. You know, like that. Yeah. I think um, it brought Cleveland sports fans all together. And now we see Cleveland fans have a different expectation, especially with the Browns. It's like, yeah. right now, like, we we are accepting like, you know, yes. just being bad. And you were like, we are, we are winners. Like we've won yep. before with, with, you know, the Cavs and made it yep. to the world series with the Indian. Like, yeah, there's a different expectation in Cleveland now, which I'm sure is great for you, especially being like a Cleveland sports fan as a whole. Yes. Like, I think, I think uh, it's, it's great. I, I love when Ohio sports are just, are just doing good. Like, I think we need, I think it. it's good. The Midwest sports being good is yep. just important.
1: It's just it's just better. It's just better. I mean, when you have something to watch, especially as it gets colder, I mean, you got teams in the mix. Doesn't even, that, that stuff doesn't matter. You know, the the sun goes down at four o'clock. Doesn't matter. Got a good team. I mean, that's, that's, that's the culture. And I love it.